difficult, 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 Let's just bring this now. Okay. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Difficult Women Podcast. My name is Marie. I'm Katie. And we are also a part of the band Reformed Horrors. You should check us out on the YouTubes or Spotify. Oh, my gosh. Did you see that lovely, lovely message that we received on Facebook? No. To Reformed Horse. (laughs) I did not see that. Wait, let me find it for you. It was just so nice oh. to wake up to. Oh, um, I've not oh. checked my Facebook today. Uh, I've stopped just checking Facebook because I do think it is the devil. A little but bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> just a tad. Um, I love whore. You love dick baby? <laughs> I love dick baby. <laughs> I love- don't you love Dick Baby? I, do, I don't think I don't you're know. allowed to say I love Dick Baby. How did they know? <laughs> I mean, you're not allowed to say Baby Dick, but you can say oh, Dick okay. Baby. Yes. Okay. Good point. Good point. Because a Dick Baby is every baby. It's a baby oh. that comes out of a dick. Oh. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Dick oh, Babies. Love Dick Get babies. those Dick Babies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I woke up to that. It was like, bing, and I was like, oh, a oh, nice little fan oh. message. Oh, wow. That's so great. I love when, I mean, we do get quite a lot. It's it's kind of thinned yeah. out, I guess, but a lot of those um yeah, we it. are reformed, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Get over no. it. <laughs> Get yeah. over it. Uh anyway. Yes. So fine. lots of big changes for moi this oh week. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> Holy macaroni. Tell us, Marie, what's going on in your life over there? I have moved from hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Where uh, I was in the suburbs. Where the, remember, folks, if you'd listened earlier to prior episodes, um, you know, I was out there, felt like the country. I know it was just 15 minutes outside of Nashville, but felt like uh, I was away from all society. Um, and I had chickens and they all died. They were all eaten. <laughs> <laughs> it was very traumatic. I cried a lot because who knew? I care about animals. Um, but yeah, so I was in my friend's basement for four months renting out there and now this weekend, I moved to lovely East Nashville. And let me just tell you, Katie, I cannot wait for you to come I visit. I want to come. There's sidewalks. <laughs> That's crazy. We should talk to our sidewalk friend in Nashville who's trying to get more sidewalks. So I'm sure she'd be happy to know more about your sidewalks. Oh, well, they're 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 fruitful uh, in this area. <laughs> and it's been so beautiful watching families walk by with their coffee cups. And, you know, there's little bakeries and uh, there's my favorite pizza place around the corner. That's and great. Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. So you have a I, you have a coffee shop within walking distance of yes, your house? That's there's like wanted, right? three of them. Oh, I can oh choose. What? That's crazy. I can choose. I know. It's really I'm so excited. And uh, I have no furniture. I'm sitting on the floor right now. Great. Uh, if the quality of this sound, guys, isn't as as it usually is, uh, it's just because I cannot hook my microphone that I usually use to uh, up because I don't have a table to mount it on. So anyway, I'm just sitting on the floor. It's great. And uh, yeah. But you know what? Nothing stops the pod. Yeah. We are you, here. You make do. For you make it happen. You. Yeah. Yes. The only thing that almost stopped the pod was uh, my French toast this morning. <laughs> 
Amy, you almost always stop the pond. Good Lord, French toast. I hate it. I don't think I like it. I'm not into it. First of all, I never made it before. So I was like, this will take one second. And it should have probably, but... Also, I was like, how do you know when it's cooked? I just, it's like, I didn't know. Anyway, French toast. <laughs> not into it. Don't feel, I'm not feeling it. Really? That's a, that is a, that's we're going to get a lot of, take. we're going to get a lot of hate mail on that one, but. So much. Yeah. Oh no. My contact just went up in my eyeball. Hold on. At least you have contacts. I haven't had contacts in like three months because oh, I ran out and then I haven't been able to go to an eye doctor. <laughs> oh, you need to get a new prescription. I, I this is the this is another we're gonna get into scams and, and all that stuff in a minute. But that's actually one of I think one of the biggest scams ever is that you have to get your eyes checked once a year. I mean, I guess it's probably good. I mean, for you, you probably should get them checked a little bit. <laughs> No, it's a scam. It's They're a trying scam to scam to go to the dentist. <laughs> um <laughs> it is. Well, I'll tell you what is kind of a scam. I <laughs> glasses and contacts because a friend of mine just got her uh she got her LASIX done the other day and mm. i started reading about it and it mm-hmm. seems like the the rates of eye death are like zero mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. everyone should be getting lasix i think that's my next move is to try to figure out a way to get lasix i had an eye doctor once when i was about 15 when mm-hmm. uh and i said well what about lasix and he was like oh well you know it's probably fine but um i heard that if you uh, about a guy that got lasix and his eye fell out Oh, <laughs> that's not true. My eye doctor told me that. That is not true. He well, just I was mean, like in a panic because, you know, those eye doctors, they go out of business if your eyes are perfect. Yeah, right. I just want to wake up and see the world. That's I can't all. even imagine. I know. I cannot. Imagine. I would just cry every day for the rest of my life if I right. could wake up and just see things. Yeah. Because yeah. nowadays, if I wake up and see things, I'm like, God damn it. I left my contacts in. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> It's not the right feeling. <laughs> oh my gosh! Look at us. This is great. We're just we're yeah. doing this. We're doing I know. It. Make getting becoming grownups, getting eye mm-hmm. surgery. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Thinking this about- is. I mean, you've lived alone before. Oh this yeah. This is why this is so exciting for yeah. Because you've never really lived alone before. You've had moments of aloneness. I've had moments. I've had roommates who've been out of town doing theater shows or on tour and stuff, but. This is my first very own apartment, and I was already walking around naked last night all by myself, and, you know, because of the sidewalks, uh, people walk by, and they can see your titties, and so I had- gotta get some curtains. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on it. I'm on it. I I have a list of, like, 35 things I need, and I'll get through it. It's gonna be great. Are you gonna get a couch? Yeah, I think so. Something to sit on. Something to sit on. Chair. (laughs) Pillow. A chair. I don't know. Yeah. But I got my record player. That's all that really matters, right? Yeah. Got a bed and a record player. Done. Yeah. Done. So. Amazing. Uh, well, should we jump into it? Because I have some things to t- say. Oh, I and love And I think this. you're going to have things to say, too, about this. I hope so. It's a podcast. You will. You will. <laughs> because I became infuriated while doing a little research on this. Y'all, we are talking GameStop. Stock. Not just like gaming. GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking gaming. <laughs> we don't know. We're talking about. Mario Luigi. I think I know less about gaming than I do investments, which is like nothing. So <laughs> let's, let's stick with investments right now because I don't know anything about I really um, don't know much about the stock market. I've never, personally, I've never invested any money. And I actually just started uh, asking 
questions to my parents, like financial planner person to be like, what is the stock market? And literally this woman who I speak to is younger than I am. And she was like, you know, what do you want to know? And I was like, just give it to me straight, you know, And, and I still I told her I was like, just speak like you're speaking to a child. And, and, and explain this to me because I just I've never done it before. I mean, Stocks I hear you. and bonds. And blah, Not blah, only blah, just blah. that, but I have to admit, and we should definitely do an episode about this, just finances, even right. even aside from the stock market. We are so financially illiterate as like a country, I think, just generally because they don't teach us this in school. They don't teach you how mm-hmm. to invest your money. They don't teach you. I know about like diversifying your portfolio. And, you know, up until like I don't know, a couple months ago, I didn't really know what that meant. <laughs> I was just like, you know, right. put some money under your bed and then put some in the closet <laughs> and then, you know, put some under your, you know, in your bra so that it's all different places. I That's all I could think of for the first. I mean, I don't know. So this has been an interesting uh, dive for me, too. And, and stocks and things are things that I was also interested in kind of getting to know more about. I know my mom has some stocks, but even when I asked her about it, she was like, I have a broker. She's like, I don't know. Right. She's like, I do like low, you know, the low uh, risk investment stuff I think she does where it's like money grows slower, but you have a less of a chance of like it totally bottoming out. And even she was like, I'm not really 100% sure what's going on over there. <laughs> She's like, I kind of let right. them do it. But I told her, I was like, that frustrates me because I don't like, first of all, I don't trust anybody i don't trust the system i don't trust the. i don't i keep thinking like everything's gonna go to hell and then you'd lose everything um so i want to kind of know more about what's going on but it seems on the one hand it seems a little complicated right so it kind of makes you go oh i don't i don't really know but on the other hand there's a part of me that's like they want you to think it's complicated so that you stay out of it and that makes me mad and makes me want to learn more about it well don't forget i used to work for like a headhunting firm that worked uh, to recruit hedge funders and private equity folks, and I was the receptionist, and I would greet these motherfuckers, <laughs> and be and you like and, and I heard how much these people were making. These young analysts, right out of school, were making like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year plus a bonus on top of that. So right out of school, some people were making like half a million to a million dollars just children children well this is that so that that's fascinating everybody remember that and by the way if anybody (laughs) if we say something that's not correct as as with any episode we do please let us know if there's any more information that we're missing we i I would love to hear from people being like actually it works like this or this is another Mm -hmm. part you missed because i'm still new at this stuff and i know marie's still new at this stuff but what we're talking about specifically what got us interested is this whole scenario that happened with the GameStop stock um (laughs) which you may or may not have heard about but i guess the deal was um a bunch of people on reddit who were sort of doing some i kept they they keep calling them like regular investors (laughs) so we'll (laughs) refer to them to regular investors um they were a lot of them were investing on this app called Robinhood, which is sort of a, an app that made investments accessible to regular people. <laughs> it's kind of like annoying. To also, they that. the hedge funders call regular people's money dumb money. Yeah, by fuck the way. those people. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> like, them. fuck them. Fuck them. Um, okay, so fun, fun. But so uh, this group of redditors, they were getting irritated because there's this thing called short stocks short stocking short selling sorry take the back there's a thing uh that investors do some investors do or the some kinds of investors what they do is they short sell stocks 
And from what I understand, when you short sell a stock, you go to a broker and you borrow stock that they own. I don't know, but it's so weird with stock because it doesn't exist. You know, it's like in the right. ether. But so right. they borrow shares of stock from the broker and they pay uh, interest on it. That's why the broker is willing to lend it. Then they sell the stock, even though they're borrowing it, which sounds crazy mm-hmm. to me. It's like you're going to borrow my microphone and then sell it. <laughs> I'd be so fucking pissed. But anyway, <laughs> right. so you borrow the stock, you sell it at uh, at the highest price you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And then you try to rebuy the stock because you still owe it to the broker. So you're trying to rebuy the stock at the lower price. And when you give it back to the broker, in theory, you've made money because you sell it at a high price. I mean, yeah, you sold it at a high price and you bought it back at a lower price. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. It makes my brain hurt. And and the idea is the, the only way that this works mm-hmm. is when you bet on a stock – that is falling. Right, right. So it so, doesn't work for like Apple or something where the stock prices keep going up because mm-hmm. you're going to buy it at a price and then it's just going to keep going up and you're going to definitely lose money. So these right. people, they're like gambling a little bit and they're saying like, I'm going to pick a stock like GameStop, right? Mm-hmm. Where they've been seeing the stock prices fall and they go, okay, we're going to invest in this stock because we know it's falling so we can make as much money off it as possible. So Colbert broke it down into Beanie Babies. I thought this was an interesting <laughs> way of explaining it because um, I do I find it very confusing personally. Uh, so say you have Beanie Babies and and like you know Beanie Babies like I think the worth of Beanie Babies right now probably is is at a low point maybe you know so like if you have all these Beanie Babies and you're like oh these this these Beanie Babies aren't worth anything right now. So then you lend your Beanie Baby to a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And then the friend sells the Beanie Baby. Okay. Then if the Beanie Baby worth goes up, this is where I get confused. So it's it's sort of like, yeah, so that could happen, right? So like, let's say you have a Beanie Baby and it's worth <laughs> right now $10. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, I bought the, you know, this used to be worth more, but it's worth $10. And it feels like Beanie Babies, are we really going to need Beanie Babies in five days? No, probably probably it'll be worth $8 tomorrow and it might be worth $6 the next day. So I'm holding on to this Beanie Baby and I have a friend that's like, "Uh, give me that Beanie Baby. I'm going to borrow it for a minute, (laughs) but I'll give you back a Beanie Baby, the exact same Beanie Baby. So you will not lose anything. You will still have Mm -hmm. your Beanie Baby Mm -hmm. uh, eventually. So the guy takes the Beanie Baby. He finds a guy, he borrows the Beanie Baby, he finds a guy somewhere that's like, oh no, like, or not even finds a guy. He he says like, okay, this Beanie Baby, all of a sudden a Beanie Baby like parade happens and everyone's like back into Beanie Babies. (laughs) So he like sells it real quick for $25 Mm -hmm. and then he still owes you the Beanie Baby. Right. You're still waiting to get your Beanie Baby back. Right. And so he then is hoping that the parade will like, you know, everyone will kind of get over the parade and then Beanie Babies It'll. go back down. And in fact, they're going to just keep dropping. So then finally Beanie Babies, everyone's so bored of Beanie Babies that the <laughs> price goes down to $5. And they're like, oh, I'm going to buy that pig Beanie Baby back and mm-hmm. give it back to you. And I didn't lose anything. And in fact, I I wanted some, uh, in, uh, what is it called? Some interest. Interest on it. Mm-hmm. So then you had to give me a Beanie Baby and a half <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I, I made out pretty good on my end. Still got my Beanie Baby, but now I have two Beanie right. Babies. I don't know. Right. And whereas right. he made uh, like $20. Mm-hmm. 
because he sold it at a high point and and uh, bought it. Yeah, sold it at a high point and then bought it back at a low point. Here's the thing about what happened with GameStop. The Reddit people were <laughs> pissed that um, that they that, like because GameStop has been not doing very well for mm-hmm. a while, partly because of their brick and mortar situation. A lot of these like stores and mall stores are not doing well right now because no one's going to a mall. And a year ago, two hedge funds realized this and then they started doing the short squeeze on GameStop. So this happened a year ago and this was like a setup a year ago that they were like, ah, GameStop isn't worth anything. And And I think they've even been trying to get GameStop to um, move on over to like more... um, Selling in internet style instead of like on, you know just being an internet store versus being like a brick and mortar store. So they've got people mm-hmm. in the background trying to manipulate GameStop into being something different, which is like fine with GameStop. I mean they're they're just trying to save their company and they're like okay, you know fine. a week ago I never thought we'd be doing a podcast about GameStop <laughs> but or anyway. stocks I mean, or stocks like, I don't and even bonds know. and like yeah. all this shit. Yeah. So anyway, anyway they so they the Reddit people were annoyed because uh, the stock has been falling. People are devaluing it. GameStop is like suffering and as a result and these reddit people probably play a lot of video games so, so they were like yeah. annoyed that these people were kind of preying on this one company and in addition to that they're annoyed at these short sellers because the thing about short selling is that it's not just that um on the one hand buying something at a low price or devaluing someone's stock doesn't necessarily affect the business in the, se- in the same way that buying stock at like a high price or whatever or like raising the value of the stock doesn't necessarily affect the business in theory, in mm. theory. But what actually happens with short sellers is that not only does it, when you're sort of like devaluing this stock over and over again, it lowers the morale of the employees because a lot of them have stock, mm. you know, stake in the stock. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there's all these things that like then fall into place along that those terms. And then in addition to that, a lot of short sellers will start spreading rumors like they'll find something kind of wrong with the business. And then they really push that as a idea to keep getting the, the stock to be devalued. They want to get people to sell it so that they can devalue the stock as much as possible, which is sometimes a little bit artificial so that they can sell it at a low rate. So they're doing all this stuff not really caring how that affects the business in the long run. So on the one hand, mm-hmm. if you take it in a bubble, selling and buying stock doesn't affect the company in theory. But in but in actuality, it does, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just not directly, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if you're spreading rumors <laughs> and trying to fuck over a company. So that's why people get mad at short sellers. And some of them are but more it's totally legal, legal than others. It's totally legal. Mm-hmm. It's not illegal. It is legal to do. Um, it just sounds really mean. It, I mean, yeah. It's I like, mean, right? Yeah. It sounds I mean, immoral. It sounds like taking, you know, American companies. It sounds companies. selfish, right? It sounds selfish. Because it's yeah. like you're you're trying to take something down for your own personal gain. Right. Right? So remember mm-hmm. that too for later in the pod. So um, <laughs> people were pissed about it. The Redditors said, you know what? We're going to beat them at their own game. And the, this is what I love about the, what happened with the Redditors. They came to get, nobody can afford to just one person buy all the stock for mm. GameStop. So they mm. had to work in coordination as a community to say, everybody on this day, buy shares of GameStop. So when you buy, everybody starts buying shares, that ups the value of the shares. The more people mm-hmm. buy, the more value it's, the more it's worth. Mm-hmm. And what happens then mm-hmm. is when the value goes up, 
these short st sellers are trying to, they're waiting for it to go down. If it goes up and it goes above the price that they borrowed it for or sold it for, right? Right. They start to lose money. So the, it was shooting up. The value is shooting up. It went up 1,500%, which is insanity. God damn <laughs> like, it. If I had gotten in stocks, I would have totally put some money in GameStop because I, I love gamers. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, oh God, there's so many things. This is going to make you so mad. Okay. Okay. Get, I'm ready. So, oh, I'm God. sitting on the so floor. I'm ready. They, yeah. Just, yeah. Brace yourself. So anyway, they, uh, <laughs> so all these people started hemorrhaging money. They had to sell, they had to sell their stock because they had to pay it back to their, to their um, the broker. Lender. You right. know, they still mm -hmm. owe them that. So they were trying to sell it as soon as they could, but they were just hemorrhaging money, these short sellers. <laughs> so it was like a big win for the little guy because we were, a lot of people made, a lot of the little guys made money on it because they had bought low and then got to sell high and the short sellers were kind of getting fucked over. Mm -hmm. Good. If that was the end of the story, and, and it was right. all happening on an app called Robinhood. So it just right. seemed perfect. It was like, we're going to rob from the, steal from the rich yeah. and yeah. give to the poor. It was like perfect. Beautiful. Here's where things get infuriating. Mm -hmm. Immediately, there's a, you know, the system is getting quote unquote manipulated as it has been manipulated by yeah, these rich guys forever. It. Yeah. Right. Um, and now all these big wigs that have lost money, they want to regulate the little guy. Now, think about that for one second. For I time immemorial, the so stock market people have wanted nothing, no regulations on them. They right. wanted, they, they said, right. no, no, you have to have a free market. No, no, you have to have it be mm -hmm. totally deregulated. No, 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 you have to. It's bad for the economy. And now, when the little guy has finally found a little bit of a way to get some control and make a little money and try to make this more of an equal playing field, now they want regulations. <laughs> of course they do. Right? So mm -hmm. Robin Hood which mm -hmm. was proclaimed right. to be a, a, an app for the, for the little guy, mm -hmm. um, started regulating, probably illegally, mm -hmm. just started shutting down people's accounts, basically, and saying, like, well, you can't sell right now, or you can only sell it this much. So this one guy had a story. That, this mm -hmm. made me so angry. He bought his shares, just like you're, just normal. And all mm -hmm. these people are also, by the way, all the Reddit people are just doing buying the stocks like you normally do, right? You buy and sell. You're not short selling. You're not whatever. But right. they are working as a community to like up the value, which mm -hmm. is kind of, anyway. So. Which has happened throughout history. Oh, I mean. By the way. Yeah, no, it's yes. not like they're just playing the rules of the game. Right. That's these how they the rules. do it. We're playing the rules of the game. Right. You know? Right. They haven't done anything like wrong in that sense. Mm-hmm. So this one guy, he bought his shares of um, of the GameStop stock on <laughs> Robinhood, and um, he saw the like the prices go flying up. So the next day, he's like, "I'm going to buy more stock," and he went in, and Robinhood had shut, like, basically flagged his account and said, "Like, you can't you can't buy at this, and you have to sell at like one hundred and forty dollars a stock when it was worth more." That uh, $140 a share which, when it was worth more than that and it forced him to sell it at this rate that it wasn't worth so he's like they stole he lost like $2,000 and he was like it's like if I was walking down the street and someone just took $2,000 out of my pocket like what how can you say that that's all right so this is where it's just like you can't and then these are the same fucking people the same people you will have conversations with these people and you'll say like well what you know how come it's how come you guys get to have be billionaires and have all this money but like i'm you know working for 
less than minimum wage or like for $10 mm-hmm. an hour. And they mm-hmm. say, well, if you just learn the stock market, like you can do it too. And it's like, okay, fine. So I did. So we did. And then you say, oh, no, you're not. Doing-. They changed the rules. And, and it's like, we know this happens. We know this is the thing. But when it happens and it's so blatantly obvious, this is like where people are going to like fucking lose their minds. I mean, this mm-hmm. you want... And I know I hate to talk about revolution right now because we're in the middle of like one sort of from the wrong side. But like this is the kind of shit Mm -hmm. that makes people like lose their minds. Right. Well, this is what we talk about on my other podcast that I edit, Fraudsters, which we've had Sina Gaznavi on a couple weeks ago. But the thing is, is that this white collar crime, these people are stealing billions and billions and billions of dollars and not going to jail for it. There are people that have a dime bag of marijuana get locked up. Right. There are people that have to, that, you know, couldn't pay for their house and it's foreclosed. And like, I mean, the just the whole housing situation as well is so fucked up for the little man. The whole system. And I think that this particular instance, it it just really is microscopic of like how fucked the system is for the average person. Because if you get to a certain bracket in your wealth, even just like what's happening, uh, well, in New York, like AOC is posting so much about those um, union, the the union workers. Yeah. They're just trying what to get one dollar raise, one dollar raise. That's all they want. While the the white collar, the rich people at the top are just continuing to make more and more money, but they are yeah. just making it off the backs of other people. Right. <sighs> So it's really sad. It's, it's really infuriating. I mean, and it is sad. It's sad because it's like it really is greed at its worst. And it's uh, right out in the open and and there's not a lot we can do. I mean, that's the right. hard part. And that's why people hate the Democrats. Right. You know? It's it's not this is not a Republican Democrat, you know, issue. This is a a United States issue. We mm-hmm. have every single goddamn president we've had since the 80s has been divide working on this divide between the classes. Mm. So all of this is like a lot of the anger from this is stemming from the 2008 market crash. Mm. And I had to kind of like re like I knew it had something to do with housing. And again, I'm going to fuck all this up. But there was a housing bubble that burst. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line. And I remember going on a date with this guy who was like one of these (laughs) housing guys. And I was like, what do you do? Mm. And he was like, oh, I'm like a housing mortgage something. And I was like, oh, you're the one. Oh, you're a bad guy. It was like in 2008. Mm. We were on the date. I was like, you're you're the one that fucked everybody over. And he got so uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I was just this artist kid. What I was this poor, whatever. Who did I care? And he was so uncomfortable. He couldn't believe I was calling him out. And I'm like, what? Why mm-hmm. shouldn't I? <laughs> Why shouldn't I be like, you are, you're ruining people. You ruin people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so like, as a reminder of what kind of happened. And again, I don't know the, I can't remember all the details, but the bottom line was that people were like giving mortgages to people that di- couldn't afford their mortgages but they had right. they were you know moving money around in all these sneaky ways as so that people that should not have been getting mortgages on their houses cuz they could not afford them they were getting money out of these people so people were like oh i own my home i own my home and then the market crashed and then everybody lost everything the rich people lost a lot but then the government bailed the stock bailed market out. out bailed wall right. street out right and they didn't bail out the individuals who lost their homes. And here's the thing. It's like, 
on the one hand, because I was like, then of course I'm like Googling, do we need the stock market? Do we even need this? <laughs> like, what is this about? And from what I understand, for ha- to having for having like a healthy economy, like in internationally, you do want to have a stock market where your businesses have a place where they can get lending and mm-hmm. and grow capital. And so it's not that we want to get rid of the stock market, but if, for example, the the government is going to bail out these the Wall Street when it's crashing, then they should also bail out the individuals. Like it's they mm-hmm. they don't they're prioritizing the businesses over the, the their citizens, mm-hmm. you know. So that's already an issue. Well, is it because the lawmakers who are um, in charge of the like who gets bailed out, uh, they make money off of it? I'm sure that's part of it. The other thing is that the people that like pay for their um you know their campaigns Meanie and babies. stuff you know. <laughs> Yeah. And also and also the, there is truth right. to like if the stock market totally fails, that's not going to be good for the United States. Mm-hmm. It's not right. like a good place for us to be. I think that that's something that I don't fully understand. But I think it would be very ignorant of me to say, let's just get rid of the stock market because I, I don't know enough about that. And mm-hmm. I think that anybody saying like, fuck the stock market, I think that we're being myopic about that. Mm-hmm. I think where we what we should do is regulate Mm-hmm. Because, like you're saying, a lot of the like reasons why that bubble happened and why the market crashed and why people lost their livelihoods was because people were playing risky games with other people's money because there wasn't enough regulation, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. like the short selling, for example, maybe that's and I think now that I was just reading an article, they said this might be the end of short selling forever because if they start to, you know, if, if GameStop people come together for the next thing and they have to mm. regulate that they're going to have right. to regulate other be. things yeah so mm. it's possible that that might so this might actually be there might that may have worked in a way to all of our advantages mm-hmm. um well apparently i guess the biden administration is looking into it uh what had happened this week as market manipulation and but the question is are they looking into it because they're also calling market manipulation by the redditors right i know that's what so I that's the thing this is what i'm saying is it's like you can't how do you win this game then? Right. You can't. Right. Um, can I say one more thing that I looked up because I was also curious about this. There's a guy, Robert Reich, who I'm yes, a yes. big fan of. You've turned me on to him. Yes. He, uh, so Robert Reich had, uh, he had been worked with the White House on a couple areas and I can't remember the Secretary of Labor. I'm trying to remember exactly what he did, but he worked uh, in some administrations and served some administrations as like a political um, advisor and an economic advisor. So he know, he's a, knows a lot about economics. Side note, uh, I used to have a really big crush on his son. <laughs> did, had you know him? Yeah. So his, I, his <gasps> son had gone to the school that I went to high school at, but I didn't know him in high school, but a friend knew him. And so we went over to his house and hung out and I like <gasps> fell in love with his son. Oh <laughs> like my hard. God. What does his son do now? I think he's married to a stripper or something. <laughs> I don't really oh, remember. Good for him. I, I can't remember that. that. I know no, I'm going to spread rumors. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of another She's son. She's a dancer. That's married to. I, he's a dancer. She's a dancer. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, I don't, but I don't think he, maybe he's not. I'm thinking somebody else that's married to a stripper. But anyway, he it was delightful. <laughs> if he wants to marry me, I'm still available. Oh, um, shout out. And his other son is married and is doing very well too. And they're both wonderful I had no people. Idea. Wait, so did you meet Robert Reich? 
You know, I did, and <gasps> I didn't know who he was. And my parents came to pick me up at this kid's house that I had a crush on in like high school. And my, I don't remember if it was my dad or my mom, but they answered the door, and I, uh, Robert Reich answered the door. And then I left, and we got in the car, and whoever parent picked me up was like, that was Robert Reich. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But his son is dreamy. <laughs> so, oh my God, Katie, I had no idea. Because he was a DC guy, you know? Um, I anyway, have a so crush I've always on been Robert a big Reich. fan of that family for <laughs> many reasons. Wow, that's so uh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, follow him on social media, you guys. He's constantly, you know, sharing. He's really amazing. Yeah. Information. Um, and I'm sure that his son is not married to a stripper, and he's doing wonderfully. Not that there's anything wrong with being married to a stripper. I think that was actually another guy that I had a crush. <laughs> Somebody on. you went to school with? No, it's like another young guy. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I bet he's doing great. Um, but the point is. That family's genius. They're all wonderful, very, very, very good people. And um, Robert Reich is very smart about uh, the economy, and he knows what he's talking about, and he's very um, socially conscious, which is great. So mm-hmm. he is a great follow. And I watched a video of him explaining, like, because he always oh. says the economy is not the stock market. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what does that mean exactly? And he said in the video, you can look it up on YouTube, and it's just called The Economy is Not the Stock Market. He explains that the economy used to be very connected to the stock market because the stock market did well when it was like more based these companies were more based on like labor wages and like people doing well so if the company was doing well they'd pay their employees more so the economy you know the economy was doing well because people were getting paid more and the stocks Mm -hmm. were going up because the company was doing well and they were able to pay more to their employees right so there's like this cycle of it going up does that make sense so it's like a beautiful unity Mm -hmm. beautiful unity. sort of Mm -hmm. then in the 80s Mm. This a lot of shit fucked shit up in the eighties. Mm. Thanks a lot, Ronald Reagan trickle down oh, economics. Yeah. Right. The company oh, right, started right. to realize there's another way we can make money. It doesn't just have to be from productivity. Like it used to be productivity and then higher wages came hand in hand. Mm. And what they realized is we can get we're gonna force productivity from our companies and we're gonna lower wages. And that's how we can make the most money. So we start kind of slave driving people and then paying them as little as possible. So from like the 88 or 89, those that that disparity just got wider and wider Mm -hmm. and wider. And it's just and it's been growing. So Mm -hmm. that's why we're like, if you look, if you stop now and you go, wait a minute, (laughs) how come I'm working 40 hours a week and Mm -hmm. I'm not able to pay my rent? Mm-hmm. It's because companies have actually actively been paying their employees less and less and less and less. And where are they getting the money from then? It's like they're buying back their stocks mm-hmm. to to inflate the value of their stocks. Right. And then they're just making money in their own little bubble. And so rich people get richer and poor people get poorer. So that's what he means when he's saying the economy does not anymore. It does not. It does not reflect the stock market. The economy is people's being able to feed themselves Mm. job wages you know people being able to make a living people being able to buy things buy their homes buy products buy whatever that's the economy and the economy is doing terribly and it's been doing terribly for a long time the stock market's doing great (laughs) well don't you think we're about to go into like great depression era type shit i mean we're kind of already there that's the the thing about it is it's like we're who, people are not able to feed their children. I know. So we're there, you know. And is it going to get worse? It very well could be. But right. I mean, I, I don't know. Especially right now in the pandemic, people have lost their jobs. People, there's no. Here's another thing. So 
the government didn't think twice. Even I was watching a thing with Warren Buffett. He was like, yeah, they handled that mm. the bailout in 2008. They had, The government handled it so well because they didn't wait around to find the answers. They just gave us the money, right? Here we are during the pandemic where the, the, every, they're holding up this aid like crazy because mm. they're trying to like mm. make sure everything's in line, dotting their T crust. It's like, no, we're in an emergency. If you're able to throw money at the at Wall Street so easily, why not us? Right. I talked to a friend in London the other day, if y'all want to get mad about this. I was very worried about him because he owns a business and it has to be closed right now. And I was like, are you okay? Like, how are you surviving? Like, what is going on? He's like, oh, I'm fine. I was like, how, how are you fine? He's like, oh, because in England, they take a look and they see uh, like how if you if you need it, like if you've lost your job, uh, they say, how much did you make the last two years? So look, let's say you made $60,000 in the last two years. The government pays you 80% of what you wow. made that last year. So you can survive and you can wow. continue to contribute to the economy. Mm. And I mean, it's not even like England's doing so great either. But I mean, th- their, their citizens are not starving to death. Mm. Meanwhile, in my neighborhood, I'm walking home in the afternoon from work and I get accosted by like four people who are like desperate for money. They're, you know, falling into crazy drug addiction because there's nothing for them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what is happening here? And honestly, like, please do not take this the wrong way. But I was talking to some friends about like the Capitol riots and racism is definitely a part of it right and this like white supremacy and a lot of people have like in my community have really focused on that part of it but i talked to someone who's not really in that community and they were like a lot of people are participating in this shit because they're so fed up with the government Mm. and it's not even just the race stuff Mm -hmm. for some people it is just like i can never win right so i'm gonna burn down the house right and And it affects your family so if you I mean, fuck with your it, family, you're going to go after the person who's fucking with your family. And if, and if it fucks with your stomach, right. you can't eat. Right. What What does like a starving dog do in the street? It will fucking mm. attack the shit out of anybody that comes near it because it's starving to death. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, please do not for one second think that I'm apologizing for these people that have done what they did. That is not the way to get what we need to get. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the reasons why it's happening. If y'all are wondering... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's okay, but I but that's why people are acting like this. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Well, this year I tried to apply for a loan to buy a house. I told you my whole story, right. and this is. I mean, I'm not. I'm very non traditional. I've been an actor, you know, musical comedian this whole time. I work at crazy amounts of hours. I mean, in New York City, I had last year when I filed my taxes, I had, I think it was like seven w-2s and three 1099s like just total freelance like just make it work until you know and just i mean lest we forget i worked on fucking governor's island and had to take a boat (laughs) as a bartender you know but i'm not complaining this is my life that i've chosen and it's non-traditional and because of that choice i was declined i cannot get a, a loan to buy a house because when they look at my finances they they see that it's like well you're not you're not bought into society kind of you're not you, you don't have like you know a w-2 you don't have consistent income you you know and, and i mean i come from a really good family like i mean there's lots of things that like you would think that you know 
I am a white woman. Not that races should be a part of that whatsoever, but, but unfortunately, is, you know, yes, but I'm I sure do it think is. it. Pro- I'm sure it is. But it's just like for me, it was really. It, it, I mean, I I cried. It broke my heart because I kind of had my. I, I was looking forward to kind of moving into a new chapter of my life and like trying to invest some money into a house and like you know, but just to be completely declined from that. Even when I have friends all around me here in Nashville who own homes. Who, who I know, and, and no offense to my friends, I love them, but know that they are not, they have never worked as hard as I have right. to make it work. And, and also, I mean, I feel like as an artist, this is the most important thing, but I think as an artist, constantly giving back, I mean, I do think that this is like, we have got to protect the arts especially going forward you know it's terrifying what's happening to theaters to to comedy venues just whatever but this is where like i don't know where the arts is going to fit in when there's a huge bailout coming you know they're always more concerned about the wall streeters but are they going to save our favorite theater theater 99 in charleston south carolina they absolutely won't I, i i mean i worry about that too i think that like if they're not gonna here's the thing if they're not willing to give money to work essential workers like people that take pick up the garbage or people that Mm -hmm. i mean uh, or i'm just trying to think of like people that work at the grocery stores people that work at like the walmarts and like these big companies that are the people that work at amazon they are essential workers right right now if the government doesn't give a fuck about those people honestly if they gave money to the theaters before the people at Amazon, mm-hmm. I would fucking shit a brick. Right. Because right. I we don't deserve that money more than right. the people that are absolutely b- being like risking their lives. And like to- it is they are getting we are so close to indentured servitude at this point. I know. Where people are just like barely not even really scraping by. And that we're that we just are kind of like it's fine. It's fine. It's like I don't understand. And there's still so many lawmakers in Washington fighting against raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Because, again, think of that chart where it's like after the 80s, the way the companies decided mm-hmm. they were going to make money yeah. was the only way the businesses can grow. And think of like at a certain point, you're stretched so thin. It's like how much more can they lower the wages and, and push the productivity? Mm-hmm. How much more can we go? Right. And we've hit a breaking point. I mean, we really cannot you cannot pay people even less than you already are and expect them to work more. Mm-hmm. And so these companies are like, well, what do we do? Because that was how we were making it, making money. How do we right. do? I don't know. How Let's do I get my 14th to... home? They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. I remember. Well, so I worked in a restaurant where um, you, it was just the 1%, 1%. I told you ben, uh, B- Bush came for like a f- oh, event right. there. And like it was just only the wealthiest billionaires, the all the CEOs and top, top, top people of William, not William, yeah, William, no, what's the s- smoking company? William Morris? Mm. Maybe it's William, I think William Morris. Anyway, the smoking company, <laughs> the company that's <laughs> killing, that just murders people. They're sitting at this meeting of like ten, like five people, top, top, top William Morris. You Google them and it's like they're all over the place, easy to find. Uh, just talking about how more how they can kill more people so they can make more money. They literally, mm. literally, were basically saying they're like, we need to get more people smoking. We need to, mm. you know, that was just that one example. But you know, but these there was a meeting once about um, 
Amazon. Remember, Amazon was going to maybe come to New York and people were pissed about it. They're like, right. we don't want this here. And they were like, we, they made a mistake. New York made a mistake to not have them there. These people, they don't know what they're fucking talking about. It's like the dumb money thing, right? It's like mm-hmm. people, they they think that everybody's so stupid. Right. <laughs> Anybody that's not a billionaire is stupid. And yet they're just crushing, crushing people, crushing people. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, when you were saying the thing about your friends and no one's worked as hard as you, and I know that that's true, of your among your friends, um, I know that's true. And it gives me a moment of like, for whatever this is worth, um, at least on a personal level, I think it's worth something for me as a as inter- inner growth or whatever. But coming from a place where we were, we both came from a home of immense privilege, Absolutely. immense, immense, immense privilege. We are mm-hmm. white women who are straight and couldn't be more privileged. We are pretty far up on that totem pole yes. of privilege. Mm-hmm. And we made a choice in life to go into the arts. We chose that. Yes. We chose yes. that. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we had to work a lot of like low income jobs and struggled really hard to kind of like pull it together. So we got, we were like, we're lucky because we have a little bit of a, just a tiny little spy hole into a world that a lot of Americans live that a lot of the people in our community never experience. Mm -hmm. And so when we're sitting here going like, I relate because I was working for $6 an hour, you know? Right. And we get mad about it because we've had that experience. What I feel lucky that we have because it does open, I mean, I think people should be able to like look at someone else's experience and really, really empathize, but we don't. We're humans Mm -hmm. and we just can't. So it took us having to live it a little bit to understand it. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, how do we get everybody else on board? How do you That's... get your friends who have not worked those $5 an hour jobs or whatever, you know? They weren't in their homes sewing muzzles for 80 cents a muzzle. That's <laughs> <laughs> different. Yeah. I don't, I mean, this is the most privileged thing I could say. So I'm going to say it because I'm a fucking privileged white bitch. But like, as a human, I'm so lucky that I have just enough experience to understand more about what's going on mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be that <laughs> i know you should be able to empathize with people without having to actually have lived in their shoes you should be able to look at a family that's saying we can't afford to pay our rent and we're going to get kicked out during the pandemic and my children haven't eaten in a day we should be able to look at that and go i've never experienced that but uh you but you know what you deserve better Mm -hmm. and what we have instead is people short selling stocks Mm -hmm. and we have people that are selling mortgages or getting more people to buy mortgages that they can't afford because they don't care what happens to them in the long run Mm -hmm. and that is rugged individualism and what Mm. it all comes back to is working as a community we need to take care of each other as a community more are you hopeful for this new administration that's going to be taking care of our community more? No, or? no. I, I think that um, they might, there, there are certain individuals perhaps that are in the administration that I'm, I'm certainly more hopeful than I was with Trump. We got Trump Bernie. Administration. Bernie in there. Bernie's in there. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about Bernie I'm realizing more and more is I was reading this article about um, there's two kind of politicians. There's like the workhorses that get legislation pushed through. And then mm-hmm. there's the kind of like superstar people. Yeah. And we need both. Both are mm-hmm. valuable. Bernie is a superstar. 
He's yeah. not a workhorse. He's not. He doesn't push legislation through. But he's important because he's open opened people's eyes in a way. Yeah. He's talked. He said stuff that we were like, oh, we see. So he's. I'm not devaluing what he's done, but he's not necessarily somebody that's been very good at getting anything done. Mm. And when you say like, well, what are you going to do about it? A lot of his response is like, well, it has to be a grassroots effort of all the community. And it's like, but you're the one in office. Right. <laughs> so that's the stuff that makes me a little bit like, yeah. Um, I don't, I think Biden, I'm, here's what I'm hopeful about Biden. I hope he knows that he's going to die soon. <laughs> so he has no political future. Mm-hmm. So here's his chance to be like the biggest hero of them all. He could, yeah. he could be a hero mm-hmm. and really just say like, fuck it. <laughs> like, let's yeah. push this shit through. That's what I'm a little bit hopeful for. So maybe, maybe it will be better in that sense. But yeah, I think what's more likely, though, is that there's going to be more and more uh, regulation, like protests and oh. like inter- like struggle type things where people are going to there's going to be a lot of people that get hurt and angry and it's going to be a little bit of a rough road i think with the ultimate you know ending of people kind of being like, demanding more equality and that kind of thing mm. but and i think that we will get there but maybe in 2000 years like they said on oh the god horse <laughs> i don't know in 2000 years it'll be peace and harmony cool 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 yeah well but i don't know Really great insight, Katie. Yeah, sorry if I was just me like babbling on too much. No, but no, I just, no. I and love I don't it. know everything, you know. Obviously, I know, but you're, but you. I think the way that you're just so empathetic to just how how the how it works, it's hard to make sense of. And I think that you just did a good job at it. So, well, thanks. Bravo. And I hope that what everybody <laughs> takes from this isn't that like the stock market is bad. It's just that it is being run horrendously. Mm-hmm. And it isn't more important than our citizens. Mm. Well, on that, I encourage people to send us emails, difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, any questions or concerns, you know, let us, what are you investing in? Can we talk trade secrets? Is that illegal? I think I it think is. That's, I don't even know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know what's illegal and not illegal. It's Especially with the rules as they are, you're like, that could be legal and that could be illegal and I wouldn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just everybody invest in. No, I shouldn't. I'm afraid to say anything because I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm afraid I'll start a start a Reddit thing. <laughs> oh God! Everybody, just put, take your money, take it out yeah. of the banks, hide it under mm-hmm. your bed. That's, that's, that's true. My, <laughs> Did just, your dad tell you that to do that for a little uh, bit? He said no. He just said uh, in 9/11. He was like, take all your money out. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Mm. Banks are oh. gonna crash. Oh God. They wouldn't yeah. let me take. I mean, I didn't have that much money in there, but. <laughs> I was like, here's ten dollars. I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Well, this is good. This is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I th- here's what's good about it. It's all coming to the surface. We're talking about it. We didn't. I didn't. I didn't care about the in, in stock market, and now I know. Now you mm-hmm. know. Now we all know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the more this comes to the surface, the more we can deal with it. All right. Well, thanks guys um, for listening. Yeah. And if you'd be interested in us talking about real, like, how to manage your finances, maybe you don't want to hear us telling you, but maybe we can get somebody on that knows, and then we can have a real conversation. If that seems like an interesting episode, let us know. Yeah. That we'll get great. somebody else to talk and tell us, because I don't think we should tell you <laughs> how to manage your finances. I'll just be here making French toast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye.